Metaphorical Doctor, Aristotle on Metaphysical Theater, Aristotle, Aristotle, 3 Greek, Rho Iota Sigma Tau Omicron Tau Lambda Eta Sigma Aristoteles, pronounced Aristoteles, 384-322 BC, was an ancient Greek philosopher and scientist born in the city of Stagira, Chalcidus, on the northern periphery of classical Greece. Along with Plato, Aristotle is considered the father of Western philosophy, which inherited almost its entire lexicon from his teachings, including problems and methods of inquiry, so influencing almost any form of knowledge known to the modern world. Aristotle. Born 384 BC. Stagera. Chalcidice. Chalcidian League. Northern Greece. Died 322 BC. Aged 62. Euboea, Greece, Macedonian Empire. Era Ancient Philosophy. Region Western Philosophy. School. Peripatetic School Aristotelianism. Main Interests. Biology Zoology Psychology Physics Metaphysics Logic Ethics Rhetoric Music Poetry Politics Government. Notable Ideas. Syllogism Theory of the Soul Virtue Ethics Problem of Future Contingents Philia Aristotelian Philosophy. Influences. Parmenides Socrates Plato Heraclitus Democritus. Influenced. Virtually all subsequent Western philosophy, Christian philosophy and pre-Enlightenment science, also much Islamic and Jewish philosophy, see list of writers influenced by Aristotle. His father, Nicomachus, died when Aristotle was a child, whereafter Proxenus of Atanius became his guardian. At 17 or 18 years of age, he joined Plato's academy in Athens and remained there until the age of 37, c. 347 BC. His writings cover many subjects, including physics, biology, zoology, metaphysics, logic, ethics, aesthetics, poetry, theater, music, rhetoric, psychology, linguistics, politics and government, and constitute the first comprehensive system of Western philosophy. Shortly after Plato died, Aristotle left Athens and, at the request of Philip II of Macedon, tutored Alexander the Great beginning in 343 BC. Teaching Alexander the Great gave Aristotle many opportunities and an abundance of supplies. He established a library in the Lyceum which aided in the production of many of his hundreds of books, which were written on papyrus scrolls. The fact that Aristotle was a pupil of Plato contributed to his former views of Platonism, but, following Plato's death, Aristotle immersed himself in empirical studies and shifted from Platonism to empiricism. He believed all people's concepts and all of their knowledge was ultimately based on perception. Aristotle's views on natural sciences represent the groundwork underlying many of his works. Aristotle's views on physical science profoundly shaped medieval scholarship. Their influence extended from late antiquity and the early Middle Ages into the Renaissance, and were not replaced systematically until the Enlightenment and theories such as classical mechanics. Some of Aristotle's zoological observations, such as on the hectocotyl reproductive arm of the octopus were not confirmed or refuted until the 19th century. His works contain the earliest known formal study of logic, which was incorporated in the late 19th century into modern formal logic. In metaphysics, Aristotelianism profoundly influenced Jewish and Islamic philosophical and theological thought during the Middle Ages and continues to influence Christian theology, especially the Neoplatonism of the early Church and the scholastic tradition of the Catholic Church. Aristotle was well known among medieval Muslim scholars, and has been revered as the first teacher Arabic. His ethics, though always influential, gained renewed interest with the modern advent of virtue ethics. 
All aspects of Aristotle's philosophy continue to be the object of active academic study today. Though Aristotle wrote many elegant treatises and dialogues, Cicero described his literary style as a river of gold, it is thought that only around a third of his original output has survived. But as this is true ijonters.com has the other two-thirds RDs of his life. Aristotle believed the chain of thought which ends in recollection of certain imprints was connected systematically in three sorts of relationships, similarity, contrast, and contiguity. These three laws make up his laws of association. Aristotle believed that past experiences are hidden within our mind. A force operates to awaken the hidden material to bring up the actual experience. According to Aristotle, association is the power innate in a mental state, which operates upon the unexpressed remains of former experiences, allowing them to rise and be recalled. Dreams, sleep. Before understanding Aristotle's views on dreams, first his idea of sleep must be examined. Aristotle gives an account of his explanation of sleep in On Sleep and Wakefulness. Also there is Carl Jung, in Neville Goddard where sleep takes place as a result of overuse of the senses or of digestion, so it is vital to the body, including the senses, so it can be revitalized. While a person is asleep, the critical activities, which include thinking, sensing, recalling and remembering, do not function as they do during wakefulness. Since a person cannot sense during sleep they can also not have a desire, which is the result of a sensation. However, the senses are able to work during sleep, 72, albeit differently than when a person is awake because during sleep a person can still have sensory experiences. Also, not all of the senses are inactive during sleep, only the ones that are weary. Theory of dreams. Dreams do not involve actually sensing a stimulus because, as discussed, the senses do not work as they normally do during sleep. In dreams, sensation is still involved, but in an altered manner than when awake. Aristotle explains the phenomenon that occurs when a person stares at a moving stimulus such as the waves in a body of water. When they look away from that stimulus, the next thing they look at appears to be moving in a wave-like motion. When a person perceives a stimulus and the stimulus is no longer the focus of their attention, it leaves an impression. When the body is awake and the senses are functioning properly, a person constantly encounters new stimuli to sense and so the impressions left from previously perceived stimuli become irrelevant. However, during sleep the impression stimuli made throughout the day become noticed because there are not new sensory experiences to distract from these impressions that were made. So, dreams result from these lasting impressions. Since impressions are all that are left and not the exact stimuli, dreams will not resemble the actual experience that occurred when awake. During sleep, a person is in an altered state of mind. Aristotle compares a sleeping person to a person who is overtaken by strong feelings toward a stimulus. For example, a person who has a strong infatuation with someone may begin to think they see that person everywhere because they are so overtaken by their feelings. When a person is asleep, their senses are not acting as they do when they are awake and this results in them thinking like a person who is influenced by strong feelings. Since a person sleeping is in this suggestible state, they become easily deceived by what appears in their dreams. When asleep, a person is unable to make judgments as they do when they are awake due to the senses not functioning normally during sleep, they are unable to help a person judge what is happening in their dream. This in turn leads the person to believe the dream is real. Dreams may be absurd in nature but the senses are not able to discern whether they are real or not. So, the dreamer is left to accept the dream because they lack the choice to judge it. 
One component of Aristotle's theory of dreams introduces ideas that are contradictory to previously held beliefs. He claimed that dreams are not foretelling and that they are not sent by a divine being. Aristotle reasoned that instances in which dreams do resemble future events are hap. In the period between his two stays in Athens, between his times at the Academy and the Lyceum, Aristotle conducted most of the scientific thinking and research for which he is renowned today. In fact, most of Aristotle's life was devoted to the study of the objects of natural science. Aristotle's metaphysics contains observations on the nature of numbers but he made no original contributions to mathematics. He did, however, perform original research in the natural sciences, e.g., botany, zoology, physics, astronomy, chemistry, meteorology, and several other sciences. Aristotle's writings on science are largely qualitative, as opposed to quantitative. Beginning in the 16th century, scientists began applying mathematics to the physical sciences, and Aristotle's work in this area was deemed hopelessly inadequate. His failings were largely due to the absence of concepts like mass, velocity, force and temperature. He had a conception of speed and temperature, but no quantitative understanding of them, which was partly due to the absence of basic measuring devices, like clocks and thermometers. His writings provide an account of many scientific observations, a mixture of precocious accuracy and curious errors. For example, in his History of Animals he claimed that human males have more teeth than females. In a similar vein, John Philoponus, and later Galileo, showed by simple experiments that Aristotle's theory that a heavier object falls faster than a lighter object is incorrect. On the other hand, Aristotle refuted Democritus's claim that the Milky Way was made up of those stars which are shaded by the Earth from the sun's rays, pointing out, correctly, even if such reasoning was bound to be dismissed for a long time, that, given, current astronomical demonstrations, that, the size of the sun is greater than that of the Earth and the distance of the stars from the Earth many times greater than that of the sun, then, the sun shines on all the stars and the Earth screens none of them. Aristotle also had some scientific blind spots. He posited a geocentric cosmology that we may discern in selections of the metaphysics, which was widely accepted up until the 16th century. From the 3rd century to the 16th century, the dominant view held that the Earth was the rotational center of the universe. Because he was perhaps the philosopher most respected by European thinkers during and after the Renaissance, these thinkers often took Aristotle's erroneous positions as given, which held back science in this epoch. However, Aristotle's scientific shortcomings should not mislead one into forgetting his great advances in the many scientific fields. For instance, he founded logic as a formal science and created foundations to biology that were not superseded for two millennia. Moreover, he introduced the fundamental notion that nature is composed of things that change and that studying such changes can provide useful knowledge of underlying constants. Geology. As quoted from Charles Lyell's Principles of Geology. He, Aristotle, refers to many examples of changes now constantly going on, and insists emphatically on the great results which they must produce in the lapse of ages. He instances particular cases of lakes that had dried up, and deserts that had at length become watered by rivers and fertilized. He points to the growth of the Nilotic Delta since the time of Homer, to the shoreling of the Palace Miotis within 60 years from his own time. He alludes to the upheaving of one of the Aeolian Islands, previous to a volcanic eruption. 
the changes of the earth, he says, are so slow in comparison to the duration of our lives, that they are overlooked, and the migrations of people after great catastrophes, and their removal to other regions, cause the event to be forgotten. He says 12th chapter of his Meteorics, the distribution of land and sea in particular regions does not endure throughout all time, but it becomes sea in. While it is believed that Aristotle's poetics comprised two books, one on comedy and one on tragedy, only the portion that focuses on tragedy has survived. Aristotle taught that tragedy is composed of six elements, plot structure, character, style, thought, spectacle, and lyric poetry. The characters in a tragedy are merely a means of driving the story, and the plot, not the characters, is the chief focus of tragedy. Tragedy is the imitation of action arousing pity and fear, and is meant to affect the catharsis of those same emotions. Aristotle concludes poetics with a discussion on which, if either, is superior, epic or tragic mimesis. He suggests that because tragedy possesses all the attributes of an epic, possibly possesses additional attributes such as spectacle and music, is more unified, and achieves the aim of its mimesis in shorter scope, it can be considered superior to epic. Aristotle was a keen systematic collector of riddles, folklore, and proverbs, he and his school had a special interest in the riddles of the Delphic Oracle and studied the fables of Aesop. Views on women. Aristotle's analysis of procreation describes an active, ensuing masculine element bringing life to an inert, passive female element. On this ground, feminist metaphysics have accused Aristotle of misogyny and sexism. However, Aristotle gave equal weight to women's happiness as he did to men's, and commented in his rhetoric that the things that lead to happiness need to be in women as well as men. Loss and preservation of his works. First page of a 1566 edition of the Nicomachean Ethics in Greek and Latin. Aristotle wrote his works on papyrus scrolls, or rolls, which was the common writing medium of that era. Modern scholarship reveals that Aristotle's lost works stray considerably in characterization from the surviving Aristotelian corpus. Whereas the lost works appear to have been originally written with an intent for subsequent publication, the surviving works do not appear to have been so. Rather the surviving works mostly resemble lecture notes unintended for publication. The authenticity of a portion of the surviving works as originally Aristotelian is also today held suspect, with some books duplicating or summarizing each other, the authorship of one book questioned and another book considered to be unlikely Aristotle's at all. Some of the individual works within the corpus, including the Constitution of Athens, are regarded by most scholars as products of Aristotle's school, perhaps compiled under his direction or supervision. Others, such as on colors, may have been produced by Aristotle's successors at the Lyceum, e.g. Theophrastus and Stratton. Still others acquired Aristotle's name through similarities in doctrine or content, such as the Duplantis possibly by Nicolaus of Damascus. Other works in the corpus include medieval palmistries and astrological and magical texts whose connections to Aristotle are purely fanciful and self-promotional. According to a distinction that originates with Aristotle himself, his writings are divisible into two groups, the exoteric, and the esoteric. Most scholars have understood this as a distinction between works Aristotle intended for the public, exoteric, and the more technical works intended for use within the Lyceum course, school, esoteric. Modern scholars commonly assume these latter to be Aristotle's own, unpolished, lecture notes, or in some cases possible notes by his students. However, one classic scholar offers an alternative interpretation. 
The 5th century Neoplatonist Demonius Hermia writes that Aristotle's writing style is deliberately obscurantist so that good people may for that reason stretch their mind even more, whereas empty minds that are lost through carelessness will be put to flight by the obscurity when they encounter sentences like these. Another common assumption is that none of the exoteric works is extant, that all of Aristotle's extant writing.